Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Clean Whistles. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And in this episode, we are going to have a little debate because we have two rookies in the city that are absolutely phenomenal. And well, three rookies, but we are going to combine. we're going to put we're going to put two one of them, two of them up against each other in different sports. In different sports, so it's going to be very very hard to tell who is the better player because they're in a different sport and it's different ways of calculating those sports so but we will break it down for you and see if you agree with us we don't even know if joe and i are gonna agree or we're gonna disagree on this one so the the topic is who will be the better player in the future and it's very hard to gauge because in hockey you could be we'll just give you the the players in basketball it'll be kate cunningham obviously because he is a phenomenal player and he's in the rookie of the year conversation. Yep. And another player who is in the rookie of the year conversation in his sport is Mort Sider, the defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. There's one thing that these two players have in common, and it's the the, the the way that they play the game and the way how smart they are this early in their career. I think it's their approach. Uh, here's what I think they have in common. It's their approach. The fact is that they are, uh, they've both shown tremendous amounts of discipline uh, to do what, you know, they do what veterans do and they're getting results that veterans can get because they've got all the benefits of youth as far as young bodies, young um, energy. But the way they approach the game is way different than their, their mindset. Their, yes. their mindset is far better than their counterparts. Their mindset is, is fast forward 10 years. And that's why they're getting the best of both worlds and why they're both doing as well as they are. Uh, the other thing that I see that they have in common is that they both play their games, right? Cade Cunningham, he, he's aggressive coming up the net. He's, you know, um, he plays his game, his style. Moritz Sider, same thing. He's out there. The guy is is smooth. He's poised. He plays his game. I mean, he's out there obviously very aware of what's going on on the ice, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he's playing his game. And um, that's something that both these guys have in common and uh, just shows a maturity far beyond their years. I mean, both teams have not played marginally better than each other. I mean, the, the Pistons are 1-13 without Cunningham. The team has won six of the last eight games, and he's scored 15 yeah, they're on more a roll. points with, in all of them. And you know what? This, you know, with the with Cider, you could say that he adds to the Detroit Robbins' chances of winning the way he plays the game and the way he – so both these players contribute on the winning portion of their own team isn't as well talented, but both these players play so well in their the way that they perform and the way that they play that they are vying for the Rookie of the Year conversation in both sports. 
And that makes perfect sense uh, because not only is it their individual performance, but it's also what they bring to their teams, as you pointed out. Uh, that is also another strong indicator of a more mature uh, player. Yep. And uh, because they have an awareness not only of how their play and their performance and, and even their their off-court or off-ice behavior, you know, mm-hmm. how that impacts them individually, but also how that impacts their team and ultimately their performance when they do get put into theater. So um, that is uh, either they're having some tremendous coaching, uh, both on and off uh, the, the field of play, or they are um, just inherently aware of that. But either way, whatever it is, um, they're heading in the right direction, and it signals bright futures for both of them. The question that we have, and the question you posed at the beginning of the segment, show is who's going to be the better player, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that is such a tough call to make because now you're getting into some real nuances of the sports that they play and their particular individual performance. Um I think the question is who's going to be the better player in the immediate future? Who's going to be the the, the better player 10 years from now? Yeah, I think the way you can kind of misjudge this is people are going to be like, well, if, you know, you can't really judge a player because of, there's so much that has to come into play of the players around them and all that stuff. But if you just take these players in a vacuum and say who's going to be the better player – you got to look at the whole landscape of two these two players have been described or compared to two of the greatest players of that franchise history. Mm-hmm. In the case of Cider, he's been compared to Nicholas Lindstrom. Yeah. And then in the case of Cade Cunningham, he just broke a record that was held by none other than Pistons great Isaiah Thomas. So when I say these players could become the best at their position in time, I think we're really saying what everyone else is saying, too. And I'd say, you know, I love Mo Sider. Absolutely love yep. Morris Sider. Um, you know, obviously, when I watch him play in person, when I watch him on, you know, uh, where everybody else does watching home from my living room or whatever, uh, you know, you see the same guy. You see that same guy. You see consistency. Sure, he still has your rookie flubs every now and then, but... They're so infrequent. Um, you just see a lot of consistency with Cider, and if he maintains that, he's only going to get better. Um, Kate Cunningham brings um, a lot of energy. Uh, you know, his energy is terrific. His focus mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, I like that about him. So when it when it comes to say who is the better player. Um, who's going to end up what putting up the best stats 10 years from now. If we look back, we had a crystal ball, and we can see 10 years into the future whose statistics are better. Um, individually, I think, to be honest with you, I think in, in an individual environment, I think it's going to be Cade Cunningham. I think you're going to see Cade Cunningham put up better individual stats than most cider. However... I think Mo Sider is going to be a staple and going to be a solid piece of the championships for not only this organization going forward, but any other club that he becomes a part of. I think as far as... Wait, are you saying Sider is going to be 
Uh, Audi Detroit? I hope he never is. I hope he's a long-term, I hope he's a lifer. I really do. But you know what? The reality is, as this kid gets better and better, and quite frankly, if he doesn't get the opportunities at the Cup uh, at, when he's in his prime, he might, and they're going to come courting him, and he might find that that's a better fit for him. You know what I mean? If he's yeah. looking for that opportunity. So there's a chance we could lose Cider in that environment. But I think um, I think you look 10 years down the road, I think you're going to see Cade Cunningham putting up better individual numbers. I think he's going, you know, if you're measuring it that way. But I think if you're looking at it in terms of a contributor to the success of a club, I think most Cider. No, I think this is the hardest topic we've ever, ever done in our entire lives. Because, and the reason I ask this is because, listen, <laughs> Cider does stuff that you really can't put on a stat sheet. You know, there's certain players, when they when you put them on a stat sheet, there's certain things that they do and they don't do, and that's how that's how they're courted, you know. In this case, like, you want to go, okay, Cider is a great player, and he does this and all that. Kate Cunningham does the same stuff. There's some things that you can't find on a stat sheet that he's able to do. Yeah. And I think that these both these players, I think there's just, they're an infectious player to play against because of the way that they sparked their team. I think Kay Cunningham and Sider are both going to play for championships in the future. I think. Oh, now there's something I'll agree with you wholeheartedly on. I think both. I think you're looking at two champions in the making right here. They're they're both they're both. I I strongly believe Sider's going to raise the cup and Kate Cunningham's going to raise the trophy. I mean, it's there's no doubt I in think, my mind. I they're think both if you look at both these players, I yeah. think they're going to be huge in the rebuild process, Yeah. Uh, especially with the Pistons. Uh, but, you know, you look at the, the the Red Wings and the Pistons, and they kind of mirror each other. There's talent that they need um, to help them out. Mm-hmm. There's talent that they are deficient at. And, but both these players, the thing, one thing that they very, very well show is their ability to get the team sparked and make the right plays, do all the things that are necessary to win the game. And they both shown it. And if I had to pick one player to be the best at their position, I'd have to go Cunningham because I think that in basketball, you're more – in hockey, it's more of a team game, you know? Yeah, the dynamics are different in hockey. That's true. In hockey, it's more of a team game. You know, how are you a great teammate? You know, how are you, you know... Sure, Sutter could be a guy like Nick Lipstrom, right? But they need a team to win championships. In basketball, it's a little bit different. If you have a star player like a guy who Kate Cunningham could be, and if he becomes like Isaiah Thomas, well, you got a superstar. And if you have a superstar, you usually get another superstar because they want to play a superstar talent. And that usually attracts championships, and and that's how you win championships in the NBA. In the NHL, it's different. It's such it's such a hard team, hard league to play in. Um, you're not always going to be the best team. You're not always going to be the favorite. You know, usually teams when right. usually teams that win the Stanley Cup, they can get really really hot at the right time and and knock you off. I mean, that's that's happened before in, in hockey with the Red Wings. In basketball, you really don't see a team that gets hot and knocks off the top team. That usually doesn't happen. So, again, I think Cade Cunningham has the best chance to become, like, a star Yeah. in his league. I think because if you look at it, LeBron James is going to retire in a, in a couple of years. Uh, Giannis, he's, he's 
playing at a high, high level. But besides Giannis and and LeBron and Kawhi and, and and Kevin Durant, they're all getting older. Yeah. So I mean, in the NHL, there's a lot of young players that are very very well and very very good. Um, so I mean, I, I hope Cider can be one of those. But it'd be great if both these guys can become superstars, and I think they can. I think they they're they're totally on track to become superstar talent. Yep. Yeah, I do too. The other thing I like about both of them, um, and this is, again, coming more from a personal side, because, like, look, yeah, we can talk about their athletic performance, and that's great. But you know what? They are both, uh, from what it appears right now, men of good character. Do you know what I mean? They've got their, their character guys, and that means that they're going to make the right decisions, hopefully. Um, it'll be coming from the right place for their team, uh, for themselves. You know, Mo Sider talking about how he's already, you know, has the wherewithal to um, to know that he can't game all night and then go out and put out his best performance. You know, he owes it to himself. He has a sense of, uh, of commitment to himself, to his team, to, uh, you know, the, to the, the, the club that he plays for, the whole thing. And I think that Cade Cunningham has that same thing. You know, he's got... And he's learned, he learned responsibility early, you know, he has a young, a young daughter and, you know, he knows he's, he's got something to live up to and for, and, uh, he has a different perspective and I think that helps him too. So, uh, and he's just, you know, shown very good character in that regard. And, um, you know, so many of these guys, you know, you got a lack of character, you got a lack of, uh, you know, things start to lack in other areas. And so I think they both have that going for them as well. I think it's very, very cool that both of these teams have a guy that they can count on going in for the future. And I think both these teams have are on the right track because of the guys that they have that are actually, you know, they're not, they're very beyond their wisdom age. You know, they act, they act, you know, wiser. You know, you don't see that from these young players nowadays. You know, a lot of, a lot of younger guys want to take, the, you know, the easy steps, hit the easy button. But these players, they are... Very well trained in the way that they prepare, the way that they show themselves. And they're very, very good at their game. And I think it's great to have two rookies of the years that potentially in Detroit. But I think Cade Cunningham could be more of a star because if you look at the sport, a lot of these stars are getting older. And Cade Cunningham could become an absolute phenom. I think so. And that's why I think that... Uh... If I had to pick, that's that's the one I would pick. But uh, I don't think you'll be able to underestimate the tremendous value that Mo Sider is going to bring uh, for another decade to any organization he's with. And uh, I think you can't, it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to put. You, like I said, you can't put that on a stat sheet. It's hard to uh, you know assign a, a dollar value to that of what it's worth. Um, I think Kate Cunningham's going to clearly make more money because they make more money in the NBA than the NHL. Yep. Um, so their salaries certainly are, aren't going to reflect, um, you know, the the value uh, of their of their uh, performance. But um, at the end of the day, I think they're both going to be recognized as some tremendous talent that got started right here in Detroit. I like the trajectory of all these teams right now. I think they always seem to have some budding stars but I think these two in, in hockey and basketball have they have very these stars are just way above what they've been before and they're just they're ready to they're ready to take center stage when the team is good and I like both these teams come, going forward because I think they actually have the talent to uh win these cha- 
win championships, and I think that they're both led by some great people in the general manager spot. It wouldn't be exciting if they both won in the same year. In the same building. That'd be awesome. That's right. I mean, these... these, these Party at LCA. Yeah, these two te- these two players share the same building, so, I mean... Yep. It's pretty... It'd be cool, pretty cool if they ran into I, each other. I was wondering, you know, I was going to ask you that. Do you? I wonder if we should check with some of our people because you know, y'all know we got people, right? All right. We should check with some of our people and see if that's ever happened. We should see if we can get a little insider intel on that one. I think they probably have ran into each other. I bet they have. I wonder if they recognize, uh, you know, because you've always said to me, uh, like recognizes like. Like sees like. I, I wonder think, if they I, recognize. I think that. they do. I think. I, I think, bet they do. I think when you when you walk into you know. Because if you go to the LCA, you see Piss's memorabilia and Red Wings memorabilia there. You know, obviously, you see the greats that played at, at that at that you know team. With the Pistons, you got Isaiah, Joe Dumars, all those players, guys from the Golden Award Pistons. I mean, these are just players that have came before you. And both these franchises are very, very prominent franchises in their sport. So it's very, very critical for these guys to be. This crucial step to their team, and and we're rooting for both of them. You bet, because we are your hometown team here on Between the Whistles, Detroit. The this Cindy and Joe a, Show. This has been a really, really good show, Cindy. Yes, it has, of course, and it's a good thing because I'll tell you what, I'm I'm tired. I had a long day yesterday. We talked a little bit about you know your crisis of you know uh, of dental work yesterday, but I I was on you know I was on camera yesterday. Oh, for for about eight hours, no longer than that. Yeah, I was Secretary about, of State race, right? Yeah, no. yeah. I was on camera uh, doing commercials for about four hours yesterday, and then after that, I was at my board meeting and I was on uh, camera for another three or four hours. So I had to smile a lot yesterday. My cheeks are, you know, getting tired. But know, no, it was. Uh, I know it's a rough. A lot of camera. I know it's a rough history. life in the politician realm. It can be. It I can be. Rough. So I know. I know. It's very, very rough to get to your appointments and all that jazzy juice. We do a lot of meetings. We do a lot mm. of uh, events, which is great. And by the way, I you know, thank everybody from the Between the Whistles, you know, family and everybody who listens to the show and um, has been very, very supportive to me. Uh, you know, in my in my run for Secretary of State and. Uh, you know, for, for those of you who aren't aware of that, um, you know, as Joe's pointed out, you know, I've been an elected official for a while here. I'm a township clerk, but uh, making the big leap. I'm she, going into the big game. She also, ta- she also talks sports, which means she's not a typical bullshit politician. So, well, I don't know. It depends on really who you ask. But uh, uh, you know, in, here's <laughs> the thing about your your your, you know? your your line of work. Yeah, I've come to find out there's a bunch of dumbasses that just like to speak for nothing. You know? <laughs> and I know you can't say that. I know you can't. Uh, I know you can't say that. And I know you're uh, just laughing about I, it because you, right. you can't say anything. Of course not. But there is such dumb people in this whole world that just they like to they like to spur stuff up in this whole political realm. And it's just I don't know how you do it because I'd be going on you know the Facebook and like ranting and raving about these people because I think that they're just complete dumbasses. Boobs, right? Yeah, boobs. Yeah. Just, just like Bunch Matt and Trisha. Boobs. Let's put a, a sport reference in there. Those of you who watch this, who listen to the yeah, show, they, you know that Matt, Matt bunch, Patricia is the biggest boob, of, according to Joe. Bunch of boobs. You got a bunch of boobs, a bunch of a bunch of oh, illiterate people who don't know what they're doing, and they, yeah. and they they think they know what they're talking about, but they don't because you obviously have the you know the cachet and you know what you're talking about. I listen. I, if I was in your position, I'd be like, what in the hell? 
Well, you know, I mean, I could say, say this, you know, I, I've been in, and we were talking about, you know, recognizing greatness, recognizing champions, like recognizing like, and I'll tell you, you know, I've been in, in politics for so long that, uh, you know, I, I can spot a winner pretty quick, pretty off, much off the hop. Um, there's certain characteristics that a winner has, uh, certain characteristics that a, that a pro has, and, and you recognize that when you've been doing it. I've been doing this about 25 years. So, um, you know, you, you start to recognize those things. And I would just say for people who don't uh, pay attention, they're not in politics, or, you know, you pay attention every four years or something like that. And I know it's kind of boring and dull, but... You know, um, for us, for me, it's exciting. I love it um, and always have. So I'm, I'm weird. I get that. But, um, you know, like you said, Joe, I think the best thing that people can do is make sure you research the people that are running for office because these are the people that are going to be making decisions on your behalf and uh, doing it every day. So you want to make sure that you get to know who those people are, uh, you know, get your questions answered, reach out to them. We're actually pretty approachable. Most of us are very easily found on our social media. We've got websites. Uh, there's usually contact numbers. And you know what's shocking, Joe? A lot of times we answer the phone ourselves. We don't have staff answer the mm-hmm. phone. We answer the phone. And um, so a lot of times you get to talk to that person, um, you know, that you see on TV or that you hear about or whatever. Um so, uh, you know, give us a call because we want to talk to you. We want to answer your questions. And um, I encourage you to research those those candidates and go to their website, go to their follow them on social media, and you'll learn a lot. So that's how you can avoid avoid the, uh, what did you call them, Joe? The, um, the boobs. The, the boobs, yeah. Yeah. And, and so. you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very uh, tumultuous situation, especially in this political realm where you have to deal with a bunch of idiots and... I feel bad for you, and uh, Godspeed. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it, and, I, and I'm looking forward. I can tell you, I wish. I, you know, I wish. I'm looking forward to this. You know, you know, you know what would really make politics really uh, fun to watch? Oh boy! It's, like it's not fun enough because believe me, I can point you to some pretty entertaining board I would things. love. <laughs> I would absolutely love to watch if boy. you can. If it could be like the NHL. Where you're like, listen, bro, we're going mano y mano. I'm talking fisticuffs. We're going to beat each other's ass right here. And like, Drop the gloves. Drop the gloves. Yeah. And I think it'd be awesome because it'd be theater. Because can you imagine, could you just imagine the, the, like, the carnage that would ensue if it was Joe Biden versus Mitch McConnell? Oh, my God. You'd have to. Someone like, ended up with a broken hip. Jerry Asher awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Someone's, someone's ended up on a, with a broken. I mean, I don't say that. Okay. That would be that would be um th- that would that would be theater. Be hey, it's a, it it's a broad capital. Let's go. Uh, Boom. Well, I, I can't say that I would necessarily subscribe to that. Uh, Pelosi idea, versus but... someone that we know, Lisa McClain. I'd fu- I would choose. I, listen, I'd pay pay per view for that. You'd be... <laughs> that would be absolutely awesome. Well, I'll tell you who would. I, I can tell you who would win right now, and that's Lisa McClain because nobody has as much energy as. Congresswoman McLean does. She's good a, friend of ours. She's a, she's a little fighter. She she is. She's and a fighter, and that's what you need well, in Washington. She's from Michigan, so we all know how to fight in the state of Michigan. We're you know, if you tell that's if what you, we do. If you if you say if if you go to Capitol Hill right now and you say you're from Detroit, you know you're not from Detroit, but you're from Chesterfield Township. But right. if you know, no one goes close enough. No one close goes. Enough. I know where Chesterfield Township is, or I know where Livonia because I live in Livonia, and I say Livonia, people are like, "Where's that?" Like close to Detroit. Right. Like, oh, right. Okay. You know, so you say Detroit because in a broad sense term, because right. And then when you say Detroit, you get these like looks on your their face, like, oh my god. Yeah, they're a little afraid of you. And it's like, yeah, bit. you should be afraid of me because you know, when you're driving a nine four, like you know, Kwame, you say you're driving a nine four, 
it's it's tough sledding. You gotta you gotta gotta be tough. <laughs> you gotta be tough. You gotta be yeah. You gotta be ready. So um, yeah, this is gonna be a great year, and I'm excited. Uh, I think I'm gonna bring a lot. I, I know I can bring a lot. But we uh, will continue Michigan, so. to bring you sports opinions, even if she you makes bet. the Secretary of State race. We will be from Capital. We will be from the Capital of Lansing. That's right. I'll, I'll I'll do my Secretary of State gig, and then I'll cut out of there, and then... Uh, We're doing a live stream at the Capitol. You bet. Oh, boy. Here we go. Good stuff. Talking sports. Well, let's, let's see if we can get Tom Izzo, you know? Maybe we can make Tom Izzo governor of the state of Michigan. Hey, that can you imagine? I've got to hope we get some better seats here I at mean, the Wings if, game. I mean, if we did Jim Harbaugh as, as a governor of Michigan, I think we'd be defunct. So, anyways, that's... <laughs> No comment, except for I will say one thing, and that is go green. Yep, and uh, we will be talking to you on the next episode of Between the Whistles, Detroit, your hometown team. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. We'll see you next time. Secretary of State, Cindy, to be honest. And we will see you in the next uh, broadcast of our podcast. We'll see you then. See you then.